Yes. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. It is 109 here on a Saturday. What a great day in December. And Tag Talk is underway. Doug Swinhart in studio. If you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call the program. Our number six five, or I should say six five one nine eight nine nine two two six six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. You can text eight one eight zero seven. That is eight one eight zero seven. Doug, good to see you. It's absolutely wonderful to be here, Steve. Staying busy, I would assume. Oh yes, oh absolutely. Uh, several computers came in. In fact, I had one come back in that I set up for a lady nine years ago. Wow! Put in a new put in a new SSD drive. It unbelievable machine. Um, an ASUS CM desktop when they first went on sale. Great, great computers. I just love them things. All right, Doug. Uh, it came up a couple of weeks ago on the program, and that is getting internet in more rural areas. Uh, we talked about Verizon offering services that you might be able to get through uh, cellular service in your area. Have you heard anything about AT&T and any of the other carriers? Well, they're all going to start going down that path. There's no doubt in my mind of that. So, yeah, we're going to see that. Um, the 5G is rolling out in California. is extremely popular, and they're testing 6G. But I think it'll be several years before we actually see that hit towards the Midwest and the east side of the country. Everything always starts on the west side because there's so many people there to beta test. So it's um, it we should see it. Yeah, and I would assume when it comes to rural areas that uh, the real hope is that this wireless technology uh, will take off and they'll be able to serve larger areas with, you know, say a single transmitter or a single receiving point, if you will, uh, for the back and forth data that goes between your computer and uh, your cell phone and tablets, et cetera, that, that it really is ultimately because running wire or fiber, et cetera, gets expensive. Well, absolutely. See, and, and then, of course, in Europe, they've had WiMAX for several years. Um, I would like to see the U.S. and North America start to introduce that technology. That's up to 50 miles away from the broadcast station. So, say, for example, we could put a great big tower up on the IDS and kick out for a 50-mile circle. That would be just, a, and how long would it be before somebody 50 miles away put up another one and 50 and another one? So the infrastructure just needs to be built, and we'll be rocking and rolling. Yeah, and the thing is, if you travel in the rural areas, there are radio and television towers and other towers that are used for cellular service. So it is conceivable that... Uh, uh, we're we're going to be getting better and better, but it is important. And you've heard stories from time to time in the news, uh, in this part of the world in particular, politicians on both sides of the aisle talk about the need for high-speed Internet access availability everywhere. Oh, no question about it. Yeah, You know, the new currency is is not money anymore. The new currency is data and information, and everybody should have access to that. You've got the data, you've got the information, you, you can get the money. 
it, it really is going to flow that way, especially over the next decade or two. So, yeah, I look forward to some of these changes coming about. So that is a good text to get us started on the program today. 81807, that is 81807 text line. A great way to go, not only for Tech Talk, but all our programs here on CCO. It gets you right into the studio. 81807 is our text line. Phone number again, good way to go. Uh, We invite you to call early. We can't guarantee we'll be able to get all the calls in by the end of the program. 651 989-9226, 651-989-9226. 989-9226, 651-989-9226. Doug is in studio all all hour long. Let's go to the text line again. I haven't used my PC in a few years. What should I do when I start it up again? It has Windows 10 on it and an SSD drive. Is, is there anything I need to do? I would assume updates are a big part of it. Yeah, on that particular machine, I would actually be tempted to fire that up and disconnect it from the Internet before I turn it on. On that particular machine, I would probably even attempt, before I connect it to the Internet, to turn off all the updates, which can be kind of a chore in Windows 10. If you have access to another machine, uh, go to Google, run a search on how to disable that, and make sure that you're running. Some of the updates that come out can actually cause some havoc, especially if you're getting multiples all at once. But get that baby back online Get it fired up and make sure it runs, and then determine if you really want to update. I've got machines with Windows 10 now that haven't had any updates, and they're running just fine. As long as you keep your antivirus and your malware there, you should be okay. Um, what what should maybe they put on the machine if they haven't run it in a while? What would you recommend for antivirus on this machine, or should uh, Windows Defender be enough? Yeah, I think with a Windows 10 machine... Once they've shut off the updates, they can go right into their security center, open up Windows Defender, and update Windows Defender manually and start there first. Run it for a few hours and see how it goes, and make sure that you keep in mind that some of these updates, you might have to actually put in a pause so you're bringing them in. If It's strange to hear about a Windows 10 machine that hasn't been turned on for two years. That's um, That's kind of strange. Yeah. Um, but th- that's true really with any computer that hasn't been run. Now, if you're uh, turning on a computer that has a really old operating system, uh, XP comes to mind. Oh, my. Yeah, well, that XP machine, you're definitely not going to want to connect that to the Internet. That that would be a machine that you absolutely, absolutely want to be reinstalling Linux so you can a- be protected on the Internet even before you start. So you're going to want to have a bootable media, plug it on, put it in that XP machine. You can have that connected to the Internet, but make certain that you boot straight into Linux and get that installed on that drive before you ever begin. That would be my advice. And would you help people with that, Doug? Oh, sure. Yeah, that's um, that's pretty straightforward these days. Installing Linux isn't near as difficult as it was 5, 10 years ago. Every year that goes by, the open source community is making these operating systems much easier to orchestrate and much, much easier for the end user. If you're willing to read for a couple hours and do a little extra work, once you do it, you'll go, is that it? I, it really, it's, it's gotten to the point where I truly believe anybody that's willing to spend a little time can make this happen. And we'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program if you need some help or have concerns about uh, doing that on your own. Um, 
couple of follow-ups to 5G, which is coming. Uh, There's no doubt that all the cellular services uh, are going to be upgrading to this, whether you have Verizon or AT&T or T-Mobile or any other sort of wireless service. They're all going in this direction. Uh, do you have concerns about security moving forward, or or isn't it really a, a security issue? Yeah, you know, this is going to continue to be a battle. But from my perspective, looking at this the last six months, I think the good guys are winning. We, we seem to be ahead on this thing. I, I We haven't had any major, major breaking into routers and major, major rampant worm viruses crawling through networks. I think we're finally starting to see some daylight here, which obviously is a good thing. So I I just say just just keep these guys, the specialists, on their toes. They're doing good work here. This is like way good. So yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not near as concerned with that as I was five years ago. And the faster the internet, the better it is for everybody. Yeah. So if you want to learn more about five G technology. Just Google it. There's a lot of articles out there on what it means, how it's being rolled out, uh, some of the challenges associated with it. But uh, ultimately, I think when it arrives, people are going to be pretty happy. And to follow up from our text line, someone was wondering, how are uh, the wired companies, uh, particularly Xfinity, Comcast, and CenturyLink, the big players, uh, there are other players certainly, how are they going to respond in kind? I think Comcast, Xfinity, I've watched them change their mode of operation over the past 25 years. And I have to say, Steve, they have done more to accelerate Internet, compress video, and deliver quality content to customers in North America than anyone else. And that that's not just opinion. That's a fact. I wouldn't be surprised if Comcast right now isn't actually working and experimenting with wireless and and going without the cable. I I haven't heard anything, no rumors, but I would be surprised if that's not happening. And let's keep in mind now, their cable infrastructure is in place, and it's growing day by day. And no matter how, how what, what we gain with wireless as far as connectivity, I just don't think for at least in the foreseeable future where you're going to see more stability and a better running internet and cable TV for that matter than wired, than cabled. So I I think they're safe. I really do. And we talked a little bit about uh, the X5 technology that Comcast is doing, where they're covering large houses, big properties, jumping from one building to another across the parking lot if they have uh, enough if it isn't too far to go, they're they're on it. They are really, really on it. They're definitely a company to watch. 120, quick break. Troy and Burnsville, John and Montrose. Uh, we're going to visit with them, uh, including a problem with a printer and a computer running slow. The dreaded uh, computer running slow. We'll get into that in a moment. It is Tag Talk. Doug in the studio on this Saturday. And, of course, our phone number again, 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807 here on the CCO. 125 here on his Saturday Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart in the studio. My name is Steve Thompson. Jonathan Lowe 
is our producer. And, of course, phone number is 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807 if you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever. Feel free to call the program. Doug's in studio until 2 o'clock today. And then the vet is in again. If you have a question for the vet about your pet, we'll do Ask the Vet between 2 and 3 o'clock today here on CCO. Without further ado, to the phone lines, let's go to Troy in Burnsville. Troy, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, guys. How's it going? Good, thanks. What's up, Troy? Um, well, I'll, I'll make it as quick as I can. Uh, my mom tried to print up a Christmas letter on Thursday. Okay. And uh, the uh, I think the first page he printed the print got got uh, quality got worse and uh, I, I might have been tried I don't know how many maybe one or two more times then my then my dad replaced the black ink cartridge because it said it was low and uh, doesn't uh, then uh, we tried to print again it goes through the motions of printing nothing okay uh, but, if if you have a Hewlett Packard. They've got a cleaning procedure, which you need to run first. You're going to find that um, underneath your HP folder. It sounds to me like that's not going to work. You can, if this is an inkjet, a photojet, photosmart, deskjet, something like that, you can take these cartridges out, start with the black one, get some isopropyl alcohol and a Q-tip. Very, very minimal alcohol on that q-tip wipe off that cartridge take a kleenex make sure it's dry set it down next to the printer and get inside there and clean that the other side for the contacts again too much alcohol bad 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 make absolutely certain it's all dry put the cartridge back in and give it a shot uh, sometimes po- you can bring them back to life uh, another point very gently as well oh you can't say it enough yeah uh, this is one area where Mad Mountain Jack needs to go out and work on a car. Uh, this is um, this this is you gentle, gentle, gentle. Uh, there isn't a manufacturer on the planet that will recommend this, but I do this at least once a month for somebody, and it brings their their printers back. And I hope that works for you, Troy. Thank you so much for the call. Yeah, good luck, Troy. They they can be very finicky. I've had luck as well with like a lint free cloth. And and a little uh, clean water, I, ideally distilled water. Yeah. But you have to be very gentle uh, with these because these ink car- cartridges aren't cheap and you can rag them easily. Well, see, and the tell here is when he said the first page started to print and got worse through the first yeah. page. Yeah. Then I went ahead and I put in a new ink cartridge and I, I got nothing. Well, that tells me that there's some something wrong with the contact. There's something wrong with those little jets or something. So that should do it. Here's another thing, too, about printers. Um, I, I was walking through the store the other day. Not important what store. You can get a brand-name printer with ink uh, pretty affordably. If, if this and you're fooling around, you know, it, it gets into And you brought this up before, Doug. What's your time worth? How much fooling around do you want to do before you just want to go out and get a brand new one with fresh ink, install that thing, and exactly. move on? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and I, I, I really, I don't recommend to buy the cheapest, cheapest, cheapest printer unless you plan on replacing it three, four, five, six months down the road. 
But if you get up around $150, you're going to have a tremendous printer. And I noticed, too, that for Christmas, looks like the prices of printers dropped down as well. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, this is, uh, this is a great time. We don't like to throw away equipment, obviously. No. But if it comes to the point of, well, I've now every time I go to print, it's costing me three hours. Well, come on now. Yeah, you know, that, you, that's right. You got to put a dollar on your frustration and you got to put a dollar value on your time. There is a lot of good equipment out there. You've talked HP. Epson's an excellent brand. I've had tremendous luck with Epson printers over the years. I set up a brother printer the other day yep. that's 12 years old, a laser printer. <laughs> Runs like brand new. Yeah, this is a, this, this is a, this is a strange, strange area. Um, Canons, Epson. Of course, my favorite pick would be an HP um, um, or, a or, a brother. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's tough to beat. You, you just can't go wrong. Let's go to John in Mountain Trolls. John, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, good afternoon. Hi, John. Um, I'm running, I've got an Acer, uh, running Windows 7 Home Premium. Okay. I have defragged the hard disk. I have, uh, Bitdefender, CCleaner, and Malwarebytes. And this thing is running slower and slower and slower. I just did a, a, a download and upload test on a thing. I'm, I've got 14.32 megabits download and 1.38 upload. That's plenty. Uh, you should be cooking. I'm. I. I. Is this a laptop or or a or a notebook by any chance? No, it's a it's a desktop. Okay, this baby is an absolute prime candidate for a solid state drive. Um, now, the drive that's in there is probably a three-and-a-half-inch drive, and you're going to be going to a two-and-a-half-inch drive. So you'll need an adapter as well. You're going to love this, Stevie. Micro Center put the solid-state drives on sale again last week. A 240-gigabyte 240 Inland Professional. Are you ready? $29. Wow. So here's a prime example. Take that drive out, put in a new one. Reinstall Windows 7, get that baby fired up. Now, be aware that when you reinstall 7 on this, you're going to have to install your other software and make certain that you can get your data. So if you're going to run over to Micro Center, make sure you buy an external enclosure for your current drive so you can pull the data that you have on there once you get it installed. And if you need help with that, give me a call. I do this every day at my place. It's much easier than you think. Thank you for the call. Quick break. We have the weather. We'll come back. David and Larry are waiting on the line. We'll go to the text line as well. You can text 81807. That's good for all our programs. From Dave Lee in the morning news, uh, through the midday, uh, afternoons with Paul and Jordana, Mike Max, Al Malmberg, and, of course, our studio line, same deal, 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. The text line, they, they monitor that on the sports huddle with Sid, Dave, and Mike Max as well. So... 132 here at CCO. Tech Talk, Doug Swinhart in studio, computers, hardware, software, whatever. Feel free to call the program. It is 137 here at CCO. Uh, let's go to uh, David in Chanhassen. David, you're on the air. Hello. Well, hello. Hi, Dave. Good afternoon. My question is I've got a real nice uh, Toshiba small laptop. I recently tried, you know, turned it on to boot it up, use it, and it went to the Toshiba logo and then immediately to a blue screen. 
and it said device needs to be repaired and then file backslash BCD in an error code of 0XC5098. I can so almost I guarantee you've got a bad hard drive. That BCD has to do with a, the boot commander. Um, if you want to drop that off at my house, I don't charge for diagnostics. Um, a laptop, I, it's a no-brainer. I'm, I'm going to push it to a solid-state drive. Hopefully, the data that's on your hard drive, we can still get to when it's outside of the computer and I plug it into a Linux operating system computer. If we can get your data, we'll plug, pop that baby right back over onto your laptop. By the way, even though this might be a little painful to pay for, that solid-state drive, instead of taking three and a half to four minutes to boot your computer, you're looking at under 30 seconds. This is going to, at bare minimum, quadruple the overall performance of your laptop and probably add five to ten years of life to it. So if you want to give me a call next week, we can discuss that, but that's, that's hardware, no doubt about it. And following up David's call, great time to remind folks, have a backup, uh, have multiple backups. Thank you. Ideally in the clouds, a hard copy or two. Uh, You can never have too many backups, particularly when it comes to things like photos, videos, those types of keepsakes, uh, many documents. That's the stuff you can't fix. Exactly. See, and the thing is, is hard drive space today because of SSD drives and their price dropping, all of the large data hard drives, the external drives, are dropping in price exponentially. Today, you can get a 2-terabit drive for about $40. You can get a 5-terabit drive for under 100 bucks. There's no reason you ain't got three, four, five copies of things that are important. Well, and if it's really important, here's a tip. It's it's not rocket science. If it's that important, if you have a photo you don't want to lose, email it to yourself. Absolutely. If you have a couple of email accounts, email it back to both accounts. Absolutely. With the attachment um, or an important document. That way... It is up in the clouds without doing too much thinking about it. And then, of course, Google Drive now has incorporated Google Photos. Um, A free Gmail account gives you 15 gigabytes of space. Which is a lot. It really is. And if you want to buy more, I think you get 100 gigs. I think it's like 8 bucks a year. You're not looking at big dollars here. You can put all of your photos, all of your data up underneath your Gmail account Perfectly secure, perfectly safe, and you should still have a hard copy on an external hard drive and a copy that you're working with on your computer. Every now and then you clean the front hall closet. Every now and then you'll you'll clean the the storage room downstairs. You need to do that with your computer and weed out photos as well. We've talked about that. There, there's no reason to save everything. You don't need 40 copies of the same photo. Um, you need one good one, and that's important as well. Actually, that is absolute perfect advice. And, in fact, let's also keep in mind that these cameras, when you're taking digital shots now, they will automatically name the file. It's usually IMG000 in the number, and it will number these sequentially. If you go out and you take 50 pictures on a Saturday, Sunday, Sunday evening, you might want to sit down and rename those photos so you're not 
So you're, you're easy to open up Windows Explorer to look at the file name and have some reference. And Google, of course, now, if you've got it up in Google Photos, you can actually draw a rectangular box around a face, type in a name to that face, and now your photo's up in Google Photo. You'll be able to scan for that individual, which is really slick. A little, come, sca- little scary as well. <laughs> they've come a long way with this. And, yeah, I agree. It could be. Yeah. But this is all your data, and you don't have to share it. Uh, but that, that, I think, is a slick, slick feature of Google Photos. And I hope that helps. Let's go to Jay in Eden Prairie. Jay, you're on Tech Talk. Hello. Well, I thank you very much for taking the call. Can you hear me all right? Oh, sure. Okay, great. Uh, my, I bought my daughter a, a Toshiba satellite about three years ago. It's got all the latest updates on it as far as Windows is concerned. But she keeps getting a pop-up saying, run DLL 32X error. And I've gone through the regedit, and I've deleted everything that doesn't show in the system folder, and it's still coming up. I yeah, that's really strange. If, if you're actually running a search for a specific DLL file, uh, Microsoft also has another diagnostic um, called SFC. And it's a, it's a system file, and I can't remember the, what the C stands for. But you can, you can Google that, open up a command window, an actual DOS window, even in 10, and you can run SFC and the parameter and it might actually replace that DLL. Now, a dynamic link library file, it could have been caused by a piece of software that installed and created an additional dynamic link library. These can be hard to track down. CCleaner does a tremendous job of finding them. If that doesn't do it, you got to go digging manually. And if you can't get this in the next day or so, give me a call and we'll see if we can connect up remotely, see if we can't find it in a couple of minutes. And thank you for the call. We'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program today. Friendly reminder, Doug's phone number and email right at the end of the program today. All the news and weather at 2 and then the vet is in. If you have a question for the vet about your pet, dog, or cat, uh, the vet is in between 2 and 3 o'clock today here on CCO. Let's uh, go. Did we already bring in David? Yeah, I, I think we did. Uh, so uh, phone lines are open uh, at the moment, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. But that gives us a chance to get over to the tax line, and there is a lot going on there um doug what version of linux do you like now i've been using mint uh what do you suggest or does it depend uh tough to beat linux mint now mint will actually come in several flavors and i tend to go towards the xfce uh the cinnamon is wonderful um they, 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 they do good work but i like speed and i like a flat interface um of course linux light is right up there I like the older versions of Lite and Linux Mint. I haven't moved to Linux Mint 19. I'm staying in 18, and I haven't moved to Linux Lite 4.0. I'm staying with the 3 Series, and that's just because my version of TeamViewer runs automatically in either of those versions, and I'd have to upgrade my expensive TeamViewer to move up. So, yeah, Linux Mint, Linux Lite, of course, Ubuntu is the big name, but there are a plethora of Linux out there. I prefer to have something that was actually programmed in English. 
If you're curious about the number of distributions, you can go to distrowatch.com, D-I-S-T-R-O-W-A-T-C-H dot com. And this is a website that monitors and tracks Linux and Unix operating systems, and you can select different search criteria like the U.S., North America, France, English, what they're built on, Debian or Ubuntu, and that's going to be a tremendous amount of information. But with that said, most Windows users can drop right into a Linux Mint environment or a Linux Lite environment, and the transition, seriously, is about a half an hour. It's They're that user-friendly and that intuitive. Thank you so much for the text. To the text line again at 81807, can I connect to drive to my router to serve as a backup device for all my computers in the house, or wouldn't you go that route? You know, that's really interesting. Nearly all routers, including CenturyLink delivered and Comcast Xfinity delivered, they have a USB port in the back of there. You could get an external hard drive, plug that into that router, and with universal plug-and-play, UPnP, your computer can attach to that like another drive. Not exactly a Windows share the way this individual may be talking about it. Nonetheless, it will show up like a normal drive. And eat, and, and at that point, if you've got multiple computers, I would create a folder for each PC or PC user, and then they could save their data inside that folder, keeping things from overwriting other people. But the answer to that is a is an astounding, absolutely. And thank you so much. Great text. All right, this doesn't have anything to do with Tech Talk, but from our text line, from uh, the Chan has an Eden Prairie area, car thermometer says 44 degrees. Sweet. Yeah, how about that? Thank that's, you for the text. That That's good stuff. <laughs> Doug and I love that. Uh, 40 officially at the airport. Let's go to Jane in Woodbury. Jane, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Doug, I really appreciate your show. I listen to you every week when I can. And Thank you I, so much. What can we do for you? I got a message on my laptop here a couple of days ago from that said my Gmail account settings are out of date. So when I went to click on it, it ran me through a list of things. Like, number one, I wondered if I needed to change my password. Um, I did that. It didn't seem to make any difference. And then it wanted me to log in, so I did. And it started asking me a lot of questions, and I just wasn't sure where to go. I'm worried about this. Did you actually open up a web browser and go to gmail.com and sign in that way? Yes. Yeah, that's that's bizarre. That's. I want you to give me a call sometime next week. I need to take a look at this account. That this is not normal Gmail stuff, Um, unless you're. Having problems with password or yeah, yeah, you're. I think you're actually dealing with your Google account, uh, where you can have several Gmail accounts underneath a Google account, and if your browser that you're using is out of date, that way the new settings because Google, Google keeps everything up to date as soon as you log in, and that was actually the glory of a Chromebook or a Chrome box, so to speak, is everything's always up to date. I'm a little concerned with what you're telling me. Give me a call, and we'll take a look at that. And thank you so much for the call. Yeah, be beware of things like that where they say, oh, you need to update your password. Well, and then they got and... her putting in her password. And, you know, let's make sure that where she's at on that browser yeah. is correct. 
Quick break. Uh, we're going to go to Julie, and uh, she has concerns about uh, malware. We'll get into that in a moment. Tag Talk with Doug continues in a moment here on the CCO. One fifty-three, seven minutes before 2 o'clock. All the news and weather at 2. And then the vet is in. If you have a question for the vet about your pet, by all means, call the program between 2 and 3 o'clock today. Right now, computers in the spotlight. As always, Doug in studio with Tech Talk. Let's get to some phone calls. Uh, and Let's start with Julie. Julie, you're on the air with Doug. Hello. Hi. Hi. I was on my computer last night. I've got a Lenovo desktop, and I was trying to put my name and address in for a $50 gift card that I had won from a website that I do a lot of surveys for. Okay. I came to the portion where it said to choose a state. You click on the button, no states came up, and it wouldn't let you type the state in. Off to the side was a button to get help, live help from one of their customer service people. I clicked on that. I lost all my information. The screen went blank, and a sign came up that said my Internet access was denied. I can't get back on through. I was on through Opera. My uh, Internet Explorer was still working. I'm I'm going to highly suggest that you download Google Chrome uh, web browser, and, and I'm also going to suggest that you download and install Mozilla Firefox. And I bet money either one of those two will allow you to do what you're doing. I also am going to tell you that as soon as you get Chrome or Firefox, whichever you want to do first, as soon as you get one of them installed, you go to Google.com, and in the search box, you type in A-D-W Cleaner, no spaces, one word, A-Apple-D-Dog-W-Winter Cleaner, space, Major Geeks, M-A-J-O-R-G-E-E-K-S, the first or second search result will give you a direct link right into Major Geeks, and you can download ADW Cleaner, which is a product produced by Malwarebytes. This is a portable product. It means you don't install it. Download it. It will update itself. It will do a complete scan of your computer. The nice thing about this is if you have a virus or malware, ADW Cleaner is going to be is going to find it and get rid of it before that malware has a chance to disable the cleaner and that's ADW cleaner space major geeks but that will fix your thing you got something going on with your browsers opera is a great browser but if you've been relying on internet explorer and opera alone it's time that you get two other browsers i think that's probably going to be a fix to your issue and thank you for the call yeah, that, that's something we've been saying for a while, multiple browsers Gotta have and, them. And, and Chrome and Firefox. And if you're having problems, as you pointed out in one browser, first thing to do is try another browser. Absolutely. And, you know, we brought up Brave, B-R-A-V-E, a fantastic browser piece of work. And, Steve, I haven't had a chance to tell you this, but there's another new one called Valvaldi. Must be somebody that's got an Italian uh, heritage. That's a nice piece of work also. Highly customizable and fast. I, I was testing that in Windows 7, Windows 10, Linux, and on a Mac this week, and I'm I'm very impressed with this browser. So you've got plenty of alternatives, and they're all free. You download them, install them, and let the good times roll. Doug, we've got to run a real quick phone number and email. Thank you. 651 651- 
552-9543. And, of course, WCCOTech.com, WCCOTECH.com, 651-552-9543. And thank you, Steve. Yeah, Doug, have a great week. We'll talk to you next Saturday. Tech Talk with Doug Swin. Hard comes your way as Saturdays between 1 and 2 o'clock. Nice. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.